On today's episode of the Nurse Dose podcast, we're going to be talking about the ins and outs of managing vasoactive drips. Hey guys, what's up? This is Sean from the Nurse Dose podcast. And today, like I said, we're going to be talking about vasopressors, but not the pharmacology or anything like that. We're going to be talking about how we manage them and uh, things that we just need to go through to make sure that we are properly administering these medications. But before we get into all that, I just wanted to announce to y'all that I have come out with my nursing journal, which I've been developing for the past couple of months. And it's something that I think will help new grads and people just transfer Transferring to a new acuity or a different kind of area in their nursing career, it will help you uh, stay up with your orientation, and it has some great um, guides in there as well. So if you're interested in that, I will post a link to my Etsy in the show notes. But without further ado, let's get into the topic of today's episode. Now, like I said, we're not going to be talking about specific medications and how they differ from others. This is just going to be talking about the general skill of titrating medications and specifically vasopressors. But before you actually get into learning how to titrate vasopressors, you need to make sure that you are dealing with the correct concentration and the correct drug and everything like that. So the first thing that I would do whenever I come in and get report on a patient that is on vasopressors, the first thing you want to do is check the bag against the order. There's been so many times that I come into a report and get a report that a patient is on, uh, let's say, the 4 milligram version of Levofed when they are actually on the 16 milligram version of Levofed. So if you are charting it as the 4 milligram when it is actually the 16 milligram, that patient is getting four times as much Levofed as was previously thought. So it is very important that you check your concentration to your order. Make sure you have an order for the vasopressor in the first place. And while you are looking at the order, I want you to look at your titration parameters because a lot of people throw those off. But when it comes down to it, that is what's ordered and that is what you need to look at. And you know what? Let's actually talk about concentration for a second because that's something for me as a new grad that kind of confused me. People would say, oh, he's on double strength. He's on quad strength. And it just, it kind of like went over my head at first. But once you, once you actually get in and start mixing these medications in emergent situations, you're going to have to know these things. So when you have a regular strength Levofed that is four milligrams in a bag of usually 250 of either um, dextrose or um, normal saline. So that is your regular strength Levofed. Now, when you have double strength, you double that four milligrams. So now you have eight milligrams. So that's going to be eight milligrams. You basically half the amount of volume going in for the same dose. So another thing that I want to <clears throat> touch on is that if you have an increased dose, an increased concentration of a medication, like let's say Levofed. Um, so let's say in report, you're told, oh, this patient is on uh, double strength or quad strength levofed, that does not mean that that medication is more powerful or will affect the blood pressure in uh, a more substantial way 
because if you're giving the same dose, like let's say um, you're giving 0.1 mics per kg per minute of levofed of both you know, the standard and then opposed to the double strength, it's still the same dose and it's gonna have the same effect. The only thing that is going to change is how much volume is going into the patient. So that's why if you are on a, you know, a CVICU or a CCU, you'll see that these quad and double strength levofeds are used quite often because if you use normal strength levofed and the patient is on a high dose of levofed, that is a lot of volume going in. It's, uh, if you're on a high dose, it could be up to 100 milliliters an hour, which is something that someone in heart failure just cannot handle most of the time. Now, if you take that opposed to somebody who is on double strength or quad strength, that 100 milliliters then turns into 50 or even 25 when you get to the quad, but it's still the same concentration. It's just, it's the same dose. It's just a different concentration. Uh, so hopefully that makes sense, but uh, just do not think that your patient is super sick if you come into a report and it says, oh, he's on quad strength levo. That does not mean anything in regards to the potency or the dose that the patient is getting. So that is just one thing that you need to keep in mind. So we've checked our bag and the next thing that we want to check and I want you to check is your pump. So just because you've made sure that the correct bag is ordered and is hanging, you want to make sure that that bag is programmed into the pump correctly. Just like, you know, coming in to uh, patients that have the wrong bag hanging, I've come into rooms where the correct bag is hanging, but then the pump is programmed for something completely different. Um, so that has the same effect in that the patient is either getting way more or way less than what the doctors are thinking, and the doctors are changing their treatment to this patient a lot of the times based on what the presser requirements are. And if they think it is four times as high or four times as less, they're not going to be getting the correct treatment that they require. So now that we've gotten the bag correct and we've got the pump correct, now I want you to run your lines, follow them, trace them to the patient and see where these vasopressors are entering to the patient. Um, there should be no reason that a patient is getting vasopressors into a peripheral line unless it's an emergent situation, but you should always be advocating for your patient and asking for a central line if a patient is going to be on vasopressors for an extended period of time. Um, otherwise, you risk the patient extravasating that medication into the surrounding tissue, which then could cause it to be necrotic. Um, and I've heard of patients losing limbs because of this and if not requiring skin grafts because of the damage that it does to the surrounding tissue when that extravasation occurs. So make sure it is not going into a peripheral line if it is for an extended period of time. The next thing that I want you to look at is if it's Y-sided into anything. So if it's Y-sided into anything, you want to make sure it's not something that you bolus frequently like a sedation. So if you had a vasopressor that is going behind, let's say fentanyl, which a lot of facilities will allow nurses to bolus fentanyl. If you bolus that fentanyl with the levofed behind it or any presser behind it, it's going to push that in and effectively increase the dose that the patient is getting. And that is why 
you will see an increase in blood pressure whenever you bolus the fentanyl. It doesn't make sense. And a lot of the times I'd have people saying, hey, you know, whenever I'm bolusing my fentanyl, the patient's blood pressure goes up. And then all it takes is you going in there, tracing the lines, and you can see that either the fentanyl is behind the levofed or the levofed is behind the fentanyl. Just anything that you know that you're going to bolus, do not group that with your vasopressors, even if it is compatible. It just doesn't matter. At that point, it makes it incompatible because you're going to be delivering the wrong dose most of the time. So now that we've talked about that, how can we make it so that our drips are going in at the right dose every single time without worrying about what the other drips are doing? And the answer to this is a manifold. Now, if you've never heard of a manifold before, it's really popular in like surgical ICUs. Um, a lot of medical ICUs have them as well, but it's basically a piece of plastic that has a channel that goes through the middle and it has offshooting ports that connect to that middle channel. And so what that middle channel is, is like your uh, KVO fluid or just your maintenance fluids, whatever the patient's getting. Um, it's usually just like either normal state, normal saline or lactate ringers, anything like that, that is going at, you know, a pretty substantial rate, you know, I'd say at least 20, 25. And the off ports that are connecting to that is where you connect your vasoactive medications. And what it does is it allows for these different channels to go into this KVO um, for these medications to mix in this channel and then be pushed into the patient. So that way, if you have one adjustment from one medication, it's not affecting the rate and it's not pushing anything in on the other vasoactive drips. Um, now, I understand that these are not very common in a lot of places. Like even on my CVICU, we don't have them stocked. So uh, what I came up with and what I learned is actually pretty common for uh, nurses to do is to get uh, like three to four stopcocks and you can uh, basically daisy chain them together and it gives you like a poor man's uh, manifold because you have the central channel that is, you know, the main um, channel of the stopcocks and then you have the offshoot that would be your channels that go into that main um, channel of the stopcocks. Um, that's honestly the best way I can describe it. If you just get a couple of stopcocks and you put them together, you can see what I'm talking about um, and it'll make sense. But um, that is probably the easiest way to do it. And you put your KVO through the main um, line of that stopcock uh, daisy chain, and then you put your vasopressors on the offshooting channels. And that kind of it does the same thing as a manifold would do. Now, I'm not going to really get into the mechanics of titrating because that is something that is pretty hospital sp specific. And it's something that really has to come from your hospital policy or your doctor's orders. Um, I've been in places where we can't even titrate medications. It all has to be done through a um, order by the doc. So I'm not going to get into that. But what I do want to speak on is if you are titrating medications, there is something that I want you to avoid doing. And it's what I call seesaw titration, which is basically if you have a patient who... Um, is 
presenting, let's say we're titrating levofed and all of a sudden their blood pressure starts bottoming out. Um, what a lot of people will do is increase that presser just so they see uh, immediate uh, increase in the blood pressure. And that's usually a way too um, big of an increase, which then causes them to be uh, hypertensive. And then what you do is you do way too low of a rate, which then causes the patient to go back hypotensive. And you kind of just go back and forth like this until you um, even out to basically the same dose that you were probably on, if not a little worse. So what this does is it kind of sets you back and it's just something that you kind of have to learn to be patient um, and to understand that it might take a little bit of time for the drug to get to the patient, but that is just um, something that you kind of have to judge for yourself. Now, if it is an emergent situation, if the patient is absolutely tanking, then of course you need to do what you need to do. But in terms of general titration, um, this is something you want to avoid. Now, like I've said before, you need to follow your hospital policy, your doctor's orders, you know, whatever your hospital educator or unit educator is telling you. But um, seesaw titration is something that can really set back your um, patient care. But anyways, that's all I really wanted to talk about in this episode. Um, like I said, I didn't really want to get into the nitty gritty of titrating because that's kind of something you have to learn on the job. And um, it, it does kind of vary from hospital to hospital. But um, the main thing that I want you to take away from this episode is checking your bag, checking your pump, checking your order, checking your lines and making sure that you are managing these drips as best as you can because these can be very dangerous drips to deal with and um, a mismanagement of them can really set back a patient um, in terms of their care. But um, if y'all have any questions or any comments or concerns or anything like that, um, you can reach me on my Instagram at nursedoseofficial or you can uh, reach me through my website uh, nursedose.org. Uh, but that's all I really have for y'all today. Um, I will talk to y'all later. Bye.